0: you're listening to the after the show movie podcast brought to you by ascully.com, and here are your hosts a scully and Sid talk. Sid talk we have to be quiet
1: i think you're dead already so we're good gotta be very quiet we can move on from there <laughs> You want me to be quiet? That's going to be a problem. You're
0: already dead. You're too loud.
1: The end. Thank you all for coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what is your before-the-after-the-show discussion?
1: You don't want them to be exposed to that. It was me on a soapbox.
0: <laughs> soapbox.
1: About ignorance. So don't get me started. Or they'll stop listening now and they will never get to the review. So.
0: What about, um... Tell me about...
1: Yes. Uh, Are you trying to be quiet? A movie
0: you watched this week about a penguin.
1: That's in my recommendations.
0: Is it? Yes. Would you be telling them about it then? Yes. All right.
1: Yes. Did you read the little outline that you forced me to bank every week? (laughs) No. You did not, apparently. It's on there.
0: All right. So, spoiler,
1: later we'll be talking about a movie where someone turns into a penguin. Excellent. It's French, so it's okay.
0: Yep. All right, so it is Saturday, July the 21st. This is After the Show. We're a movie review podcast, and this episode is 540. We look at a movie every week, and this week's movie we're looking at is A Quiet Place. It's a 2018 movie, released on July the 10th, so you can pick this one up now. It's not rated R, as I have wrote down here. It's actually rated PG-13.
1: Got it wrong.
0: And it's from our friends at Paramount, who sent us a copy for review, and Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of A Quiet Place.
1: Um, some, a family has to survive because something makes them have to be quiet, or they'll die. All right. Is Very that right? Very good. Bo- is that what the box says?
0: <laughs> no, the box says the scariest and most innovative movie of the year.
1: Okay, okay.
0: All right. So, um, A Quiet Place, let me say, I was mightily impressed by this movie. I know. Like, really impressed? I didn't expect it to be... i seen the trailer to it, and so did you, I think. Yeah. But I didn't expect it to be quite as good as it actually was. I was impressed. What did you expect? Um, I didn't actually know fully what it, Well, There might be spoilers in this review. Well, not might be, there will be, because yeah. it's hard to talk about this movie there. if you don't spoil some stuff. Um so go and see it. It's out now. You can see it. If you've already seen it, stick around. If you haven't seen it, come back later. Or if you don't care, carry on listening. So I wasn't actually sure by the trailer what was the antagonist of this movie. Was you? You weren't clear? No, it didn't it didn't show you in the trailer, it just it just kept showing you that they had to be quiet for some reason yeah. or they might die. So I, I thought, actually thought it was a slasher movie. There was a guy coming after them or something.
1: You actually thought that you are just making that up?
0: No, that's what I thought. Really? Yeah. I didn't no. know it was monsters.
1: Oh, I knew it was. Spoiler, oh, I had, no, I had no idea.
0: I'd never seen anything about that. And the trailer definitely doesn't show you any of that. So I thought it was that, like some, they just had to be quiet because some guy was close by or some killer or, you know? Really? Wow. So, interesting. Even the even the cover doesn't really um show that there'd be a monster. So I just thought it was a standard kind of horror film to be honest, but using the you know, some might say gimmick of being quiet. Cuz there's all kinds in these kind of movies, there's always something, isn't there, that in there thats the thing. So I was really impressed and um the first thing I thought of when I started watching it was like Spielberg movies from the 80s. Not that it looks like a Spielberg movie from the 80s, because it looks like a modern movie, but the way it's paced and the way it kind of unfolds kept reminding me of Steven Spielberg. And yeah. uh, not Jaws specifically or anything like that, just his kind of... almost reminding me of E.T. a bit, you know? Wow, okay. Just the way it kind of unfolds. Okay? But this movie has like... um. I wouldn't call it a gimmick, the quiet thing. You oh, know? I
1: do. T- completely. You know, I like this movie, but it's totally a gimmick. They were wrong when they said that.
0: Yeah. Um, but it I, wasn't. I was so impressed by the filmmaking of it. It had so, it looked awesome. The creature was not a shitty looking creature, which I was afraid of. Because I was afraid when we actually see this creature, <laughs> it's going to be some ropey looking special. What is
1: this creature, by the way? Where did like, it come from?
0: I do not know. Mm. Do you know?
1: Well, if you read the newspaper clippings, you know, one of those tropes of somebody has clipped all the newspaper yeah. clippings and put them all over the wall. Um, it said, like, meteor hits in Mexico, and then something else about hitting, it's like, scientists to the site kind of thing. So then, you know, I it was pretty quick, but it was... I thought, when the newspapers were print I have a few little niggly things about this movie, but, like, a lot of the newspaper headlines are... It's sound, it's the sound that, that draws them to you, the sound, you know, they're listening for the sound, so I'm like, how long did that, <laughs> how long did it take them to handwrite that newspaper? <laughs> because they would have used the printing press to print that newspaper, and then they'd all be dead. Yeah. There could have only been one, because that's it, you, once you, according to the rest of the movie, it didn't take much noise.
0: No, not much at all. <laughs>
1: but I did. I enjoyed it a lot. I was tense the entire time. Like, there wasn't a moment when I wasn't, like,
0: can I, can I also say, while well, we're on the, like, nitpicky bit, because I haven't got much nitpicky. Yeah, me either. But why didn't they build, like, a James Bond style lair behind the waterfall?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just live behind the waterfall. It's yeah. in the movie, it's so noisy by the waterfall that you can scream and yell and and. <laughs> Yeah, that makes total sense, or they didn't know that their little quiet room would work wh- until they had to do it, so I guess I would have said, I guess you don't want to test it, because then if it doesn't work, because yeah. they've, made, they've made a silent room in their house, but...
0: So uh, so how the movie operates, really, is there's these creatures...
1: I guess you have to keep in mind, this family has no information from the outside world, obviously, once everybody else was dead, I guess, pretty much. yeah. Pretty much. Not everybody's dead, but it looks, from what we see, very few humans are left alive. They wouldn't have any more information. There's no government coming knocking on the door, or special agents, or investigators coming and go, oh, by the way, <laughs> here's what you have to do to survive. They've just had to figure it all out themselves.
0: Yeah, so how this movie operates is there's some creatures who will come, at this, if there's some noise, they'll come and kill, well... No, they'll just come towards, they'll come to the noise and then the side effect of that is you'll probably get attacked, right? And they're so swift and um, kind of savage that you're not going to survive an attack by one. Correct. So this little family operate in the world of we have to be very quiet. So this makes this movie an extremely quiet movie because you're right on their shoulders and if there's a loud noise, they're going to get killed, so... Makes it a quiet movie, but it also makes it when it when it has to be loud, it's really loud, right? It's like a big difference between quiet and loud. Yeah, and it it provides several jump scares because you get so used to it being quiet. <laughs> just a small thing that happens that's very loud makes you jump, and it's not necessarily what you see. It's just like the noise that makes you jump, right? It's, some might say definitely that, some might say that's like a cheap way of scaring people. Because that's what I thought. Because you just go in, sit in a quiet room, and then every so often we'll bang a drum behind you, and you'll jump. That that's kind of like how it works. But um, I, when you
1: say it like that, it is totally a cheap trick. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no way around it.
0: Sit in a quiet room, and the band cheap trick will be behind you, and every so often they'll <laughs> play something. <laughs> so it it did get me a few times. Um, to what mostly at the beginning of the movie. There's a few moments where it, the surround sound really kicks in and it, there's a bang or something. Something, Well, one is some animals, those critters outside. Um, and it made me jump. And at the beginning of the film, I can say I jumped maybe three times and then I kind of got anesthetized to it and towards the end it didn't make me jump at all. Like, Did, did you find that happen?
1: No, I, I kind of stayed in it.
0: I mean, you know? I stayed in it, but the, the the jump scare... I guess there wasn't... Me- uh, once the action picks up, they don't really go for jump scares anymore, do they? It's right, more.
1: there's nothing else to... There's just full, full frontal
0: scaring. It, I generally don't jump at any movie, but this got me a few times. So, is it the scariest and most innovative... Easy for me to say. Innovative? Innovative movie of the year? Not really, but if you're... Once you get used to being in a quiet room, and then a big bang happens, you're going to jump probably, or you're at least going to react to it. So, there is that. But, um, the movie starts with uh, spoilers. I-, I said spoilers earlier. Uh, a child's death, right? A-, a grotesque child death.
1: It wasn't really grotesque at all. You just saw. <laughs> and
0: but it's enough done. to it's enough to know what these monsters are you capable of. You don't see anything of. gross, right? So this monster whips off with one of the kids. Doesn't, I mean, the kid would be dead immediately, right? Came at Mm -hmm. it really fast. So I was like, oh, wow, we're really in for, you know, if you take out a kid in the opening sequence, this is serious, right? Because we don't normally kill kids in things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You say that, but we could probably list a lot of movies that do.
0: Yeah. So they they kill the kid and then the, you know, all bets are off. Now, what I really liked about this, um, and it's the beginning of it reminded me of the video game The Last of Us, you know when they go and raid in that little store, and they're getting kids toys and things. It reminded me of The Last of Us, and then there are there are some things in here that remind me of The Last of Us, like you know like you have to be quiet when the clickers are around in that video game? Yeah. In this one, they even make a clicking sound, like they're using like a sonar thing to try and figure where you are. Yeah. And that clicking sounds very familiar to me. Um, and the way like, it's all overgrown and kind of, you know, the, the it's po- is it post-apocalyptic this? Yeah, I guess so, right? I don't think so. The whole world has been in- involved. We don't know. Well, those newspaper clippings say Shanghai this and Tokyo. Oh, is... you did
1: see the clippings. Yeah, nice. I did
0: read the clippings, but not the one you read.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not that one that told you where they came from. So
0: between us, where it said Shanghai was wiped out or something on one of them. I was like, oh, right, so, okay, so this is a worldwide thing. Which, you know, I like to know, because that's one of the complaints you have about The Walking Dead, right? Correct. We're never quite sure, like, how big this situation is. Like, is it the whole world, or is it just this place, you know?
1: It's not the only problem with Walking Dead, but it's (laughs) a big one.
0: (laughs) So, I really liked the world-building part of it at the beginning. I I liked all the little subtle details, like when they were playing a board game. Monopoly, instead of using like the, you know, the normal pieces that would make a noise when you push them around the board, they use like little felt, yeah, like, homemade pieces. Well,
1: my thing was, how noisy have we decided we can be? Because just breathing, like, yeah, is as noisy as putting a piece on a board. You know what I mean? Or her being able to prepare dinner. Like, every little time that you scrape your hand on the table or fix your hair, you don't realize how much noise that's making. Or if your mouth goes like, like... But we haven't quite... I didn't quite figure out the level of noise. Like, I didn't see what I would think, because the guy seems to be sort of technical, right? Because he's building his... They have yeah, a deaf really. daughter, which has been the reason I think they've survived, right? Because they can communicate um, with sign language... Yeah. And, you know, writing on a piece of paper would be noisy, I'm assuming. I know it is. And so he's really technical. I would think there would be things around like how high the decimal is or decibels of like when you swipe your hand on the table or how loud it is for you to actually step on the creaky board. There was none of that addressed.
0: I was so very they kind surprised. of mingled it together. Yeah, I was surprised nobody had a decibel meter in the movie and they use that as like an aliens kind of thing, like to... I guess
1: that's because if you do that, then you have to stick to it. And her, when she's making her like... (gasps) Yeah. Sound, I mean, that's pretty loud if you're in a quiet room. So you can't, if you try to apply a rule to it, then you're dead anyway. Like you would have been dead a long time ago, so... Yeah, so they We did discuss the time frame. This is set in 2020 yeah and we have been with this family from the first little incident to now, about a year and a year and two or three months.
0: Correct. And um all the little touches I was talking about, like the felt pieces on the board, that like they leave at some point they have gone out and put a sand like a trail of sand from from where they live to places where they go, like the town to go and loot the town and stuff. They've carefully placed a trail of sand so they don't have to walk on the gravel and make a load of noise. They're just walking bare feet on the sand. That was a nice touch. I don't know.
1: It wasn't just gravel. Though. It's Everything isn't it? like sticks and you can see if there are leaves or anything on your path yeah. to step on. It's like white sand. Where you got the white sand? I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> There's yet. a
1: lot of it. Again, you have to kind of like, you know, it's a difficult situation. And so I tried not to nitpick too much, but then there are those... Things like, oh, where are you getting these bags of pure white sand? There were
0: definitely things where I was um, trying to solve the problems for them. And, uh, the you know, the upstairs in their house, where it's kind of just looks like their house was before the incident. It's got the pictures on the wall and all yeah. that. I was like, why are those pictures still on the wall? Take all those pictures down and put them away. Because at any point, and I know this from <laughs> <Yeah>. last week... <laughs> A picture fell off the wall downstairs for no apparent reason, right? It just gave up and decided to fall off. Correct. Now, that's enough noise to kill you. But so, they're not living in the house, remember? They're not, but it's attracting towards them. And often they are in that house, just looking around. Or it, I know it's a memory for them of what life used to be, but it's also a death trap. So anything that can fall off, get rid of. And, uh, or just hammer
1: it into the wall. That's acceptable. No, you can't hammer you nothing into. Said-
0: <laughs> can't hammer anything into the wall.
1: A nail factors in here, and you said, "Oh, you couldn't hammer or fix anything." I'm <laughs> no. like,
0: "Nope." Because yeah, yeah, like I was thinking, oh, those stairs look a bit, uh, you know, need need of fixing. But how do you fix some stairs if you can't hammer a nail? Impossible. Yeah. So, yeah, there's interesting things that not being able to make a noise brings to a world like this. I don't feel like I've seen it before. This idea, why? I haven't seen this idea. I don't know. Have you seen an idea of any where they have to be quiet? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen a lot of like smaller horror films that use. Yeah, that
1: one we watched. Um, where the people break into that blind guy's house. Be
0: quiet. No. <laughs> Is it called be quiet? Can't remember. Every I know breath, which one you mean. That's the blind guy. Every though. breath, don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah.
1: It's not fully that way, but that's how they try to keep from getting caught for a good portion of the movie.
0: Yeah, that was the gimmick for that movie, wasn't it? And it's
1: still a gimmick for this movie. Don't, don't let your fondness of the movie override your good judgment. No. <laughs> it is like, hmm, how do we make a horror story that's different? Once you say that to yourself, which is what the writers admitted, that's yeah. when you're finding a hook or a gimmick. They all have a gimmick, but, you know... It's just admit it. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, but it is. But because it is so well done, and like I say, it reminded me of like a, it reminded me of one of the well two of the movies I'm going to recommend this week. It's got that kind of feel to it. I think it was really well done, and it didn't outstay its welcome either. Like I wasn't like, oh, come on now, it's time to start talking, because there isn't much dialogue in this movie, right? Did they say? Did they make it clear how much dialogue there is? Three minutes. Three minutes total. Of dialogue in the entire movie, and is some of that's um, like sign language, right? Or is, does Correct. that not count?
1: I don't think that counts.
0: So this, the the little girl is deaf, so she signs, and that's subtitled. So yeah, there's. Well, she's a teenager. Yeah, there's not a lot of um, dialogue, actual dialogue, where they can speak, apart from when they go to that waterfall, and because the waterfall is noisy, they're allowed. They can speak to each other, and the husband and wife talk to each other. A, Once, maybe, or twice? Not much. It's very, very minimal the dialogue. And you might say, Oh, that'll make the movie really boring. No, it doesn't at all. This movie has got a really pace a good pace to it, right? It's always there's always something interesting happening, I thought. Okay. And And it is extremely tense. I was actually tense, tense. Like I felt like I had to be quiet because they're gonna get killed if I make a noise. How did you feel about the noise? Yeah,
1: I felt like, well, I was eating popcorn and drinking my soda, and it has ice in the glass, and so my thought was like, ugh, that's so noisy.
0: <laughs> yeah, like no way could they yeah. have ice drinks in oh, those. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, did you notice anything, any other things that were like like the felt pieces and stuff? Did you notice other peripheral things that they'd quieten down?
1: Oh, just loads of stuff. I mean, they'd put paint swipes on the floor because they had all wood floors where you knew to step or not step. And I said, in our house, we'd be dead very fast. There's lots of creaky floorboards. We haven't marked the spots. You can walk around them. But that was one of those things I thought was kind of interesting. And then when she's cooking, I don't know why she's cooking in the floor. I don't know for sure.
0: In the <laughs> Yeah, she was cooking in the floor.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if that's because... And she was only know,
0: making a salad.
1: No, it's fish. She oh, was fish in the
0: floor. You Baking right.
1: fish, yeah, but it was in the floor. So I wasn't sure about that one. Why was she... Po-
0: yeah, oh, hold on, let's try and figure this out. <laughs> she had a, like, a, a baking dish with a fish. I thought she was smoking it at first. Maybe. Like smoked fish.
1: But they're living in, like, the barn now. Yeah. And this is the floor. There's like a hole in the floor. And she lifts this up and it's all steamy. So I don't know. I don't know what it was.
0: Yeah, that actually... Come to think of that, it doesn't make much sense to them. <laughs> well, it does to them, but I mean, that she can't use the oven because they, I don't think they have like gas or they do have electricity though, right?
1: Yeah, because they've got all their lights and stuff. Out of, they had some solar panels, I noticed.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't get the thing in the floor. I have no idea. If you if you know why she was cooking fish in the floor, <laughs> is it if, if you want to be quiet, cook fish in the floor? <laughs> yeah, That's I the solve, first thing I think that
1: solves of. all their problems.
0: Yeah, well, there was. Yeah, there was quite a few things in it, if you look around, where it was like a baby kind of cop. Oh, those.
1: that's but, the big deal right there. They're pregnant as well. We're yeah. just going to
0: spoil the whole movie. Which adds another layer of... Um, yeah, because
1: everybody knows that's yeah. not a quiet process. A, having the baby's not quiet, and then instantly, the what you want is the baby to cry.
0: You've got a siren, like a, a human siren immediately. Correct. So saying, they've, hey.
1: they've made um, precautions.
0: Like a baby box yeah, an
1: oxygen tank. Just think of that without us
0: describing it any further. It's kind of creepy. Baby box, oxygen tank. They've got... Yeah, it seemed deadly to me putting the baby in that, but hey.
1: With that oxygen tank.
0: He did, but it's still... How how stressful would that be for a baby?
1: (laughs) They don't know. You're You're locked in a a black box. Yeah, but you've been in a belly for nine months. Yeah, true. Maybe you just think that's how the world is.
0: Now, the worst part for this movie that horrifies me the most out of everything in this movie, and this is just me, is standing on a nail on the (laughs) stairs. Yes. Actually, there's there's a nail sticking up on the stairs, and she's going down the stairs and gets the nail stuck in her foot. Now, that happened to me when I was a child. I was in the back garden playing with no shoes on. It was summer. And I stood on an old plank of wood with a rusty nail in it, and it went through my foot. I've done that. And then I had to go to hospital, and, yeah, it really hurt. I had to
1: get a tetanus.
0: Yeah, I did too. And it's a thing that goes through. Like, I had a visceral reaction to it when she did it. Like, I can feel, like, I feel sick all of a sudden.
1: Yep. And the f- idea that you had to be quiet. Yeah. You know?
0: And then, and then my health and safety head was kicking in when she can't nail that. I mean, me and you, you and me, would. Just nail that flat, right? So nobody stands on it again, at least. Correct. And, like just bang it down. Well, she can't bang anything down because it's too noisy. So it's still sticking up. And then other people are going up and down the stairs, and I'm like, please walk on the please walk on the other side. <laughs> yeah, you never
1: mind the alien creatures. Don't step on the nail. Yeah,
0: I thought the alien creature was actually gonna step on the nail too. Because that nail was right there, wasn't it? And that creature was coming down there. So um yeah. The nail part was the most freaky part for me, and it actually made me wince. It was so nasty. What did you think about the part in the grain silo?
1: Oh, yeah, that made me feel like, uh, I mean, I've never uh, looked down in a grain silo, and I've heard of horrible stories about grain silos when they're full of corn or whatever, and this one was full of corn, or half full or whatever, and people... Falling in and then it's like quicksand and suffocate, obviously, cause you can't get out. And that, so that was like, that, for me, that was the one where I was like rearing back the most and like, oh
0: God. Has there actually been deaths in grain silos? I believe so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would imagine if somebody could, oh, well, at least that or animals fall in there, you know? Like, say an animal, like a fox or something climbs up it and then falls in the top. That'd be the end of it, right? It just sinks it's called above.
1: Grain Entrapment. It's no. got an actual name.
0: We're using the power of the internet to look up this <laughs> topic?
1: While the death rate from workplace accidents in America farms has declined in the first decade of the 21st century, grain entrapment deaths have not. They reached an all-time high of 26 in 2010.
0: Now, 26 are we talking been- about just America here? Yes. Right.
1: I mean, grain entrapment's gonna happen everywhere. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's not a lot of people, actually. Well,
1: <laughs> I think 26 <laughs> people dying because they just got suffocated by grain. That's <laughs> that's a lot. That's,
0: yeah. Well, it's not a lot compared to some it's other a, things.
1: What if I died in a grain silo? Would it be like, ah, she's just one. Didn't matter. She's just one person. Well, yeah. See? You just said a terrible thing and you didn't even know it. I think Disney's gonna fire you for that in 10 years. <laughs> cultural reference for everybody out there
0: no so yeah the great I like the grain part it was really inventive yeah um the kids did a really good job in that my Um, only
1: issue it's the kind of movie where we watched um what was it called The Mountain Between Us yeah right with Kate Winslet and what's his face Idris Elbow correct (laughs) (laughs) don't don't say his name bad
0: Idris Elbow um
1: was that every every five minutes a new tragedy was come falling upon oh, them. Another you mean like
0: um, the layered effect where it's like oh shit she fell in the
1: water, oh shit, she's yeah. freezing to death, oh shit he fell off the thing, oh shit he broke his leg, oh my god the bear is coming. It's just like relentless. Yep. And as you're writing the story, And you think of those beats or however they think of when they're writing, you know, oh, we got to take a beat to relax, and then in the next beat we have to add some more drama. That felt like that after a while. Like, holy crap, everything seemed fine. Like, not fine, because their child was whisked away over a year ago in the opening sequence, but then they've got everything settled in, everything's super quiet, they all seem pretty chill and in a routine, right? And now all of a sudden... (laughs) It's like one thing after another, and the baby's coming, and the whatever, and the water's falling in the basement, and the green silo, and the, you know. It just felt a little bit,
0: oh, oh whoa. Now, some people can't watch movies like that, where, there's, where it piles one thing on top of another. It gives them too much anxiety. And that's the actual um, idea of this movie, right? It makes you feel like everything's hopeless.
1: Is that a real thing?
0: It is a thing. Like, there are people who can't deal with, like movies where the tension is too high like that
1: you mean they you just, can't cope with life yeah they can't cope come on it's fiction people grow the fuck up yeah oh my god <laughs> so, they wouldn't want to be around me for very long then this movie is <laughs> so it's not the movie's fault it's just them
0: this movie is very tense though and it it is artificially tensioned up though it's like oh crap yeah oh crap she's pregnant oh crap her waters are broke oh crap she's got a nail through her foot oh no now she's gonna have to, uh, it's like uh, you know She's going to have to deliver the baby on her own and she's going to have to be quiet. Who could do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it does. But I liked it. I I felt on edge. I was never unentertained. I always wanted them to survive or figure a way through it. So I thought it was... Re- I, I'm very impressed by this movie. Very impressed. And I, I'm very impressed in the way I was very impressed by one of my recommendations this week. So... We'll get onto the cast now. Emily Blunt plays Evelyn Abbott. What do you think of Emily? Oh, Emily Blunt. <laughs> that's
1: completely the wrong person. <laughs> and that's an inside joke, and people don't appreciate those because they don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's like one of those posts on Facebook where the person goes, <gasps> pray for me. No
0: questions, please. I will explain <laughs> why I said that. Um, we were in the cinema watching the movie Cast... No. Yes. Yes, Castaway. Correct. And there was two ladies, they were either in front or behind. Right the behind us. And one of them turns to the other, and, go, and Helen Hunt is on the screen, and she turns to the other and goes,
1: "Oh, Helen Hunt." So you didn't have to say "and Helen Hunt's on the screen." You could have just said there. Yeah. But now you're using elementally blunt because it rhymes
0: with Helen Hunt.
1: Okay. <laughs> And that was like our fifth wedding anniversary. I don't know. When was that year? When was that movie? Yeah,
0: these were the kind of moviegoers who will um, mention everything that happens to each other. And here's also that movie. We
1: were were always early. We get there, except it was packed full. It was the small theater in this eight plex or whatever we have here. The smallest one. But it was packed already. So we sat in the second row from the back over to the left. I think your seat was broken, so it was kind of weird. I can't remember. Or mine was. I can't remember. And then the last minutes, these ladies came and sat behind us, and then they didn't turn the lights off, and they didn't shut the doors. And for, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie, the lights were on. The door was open. People were talking, because it was sort of, like, this weird... So the whole plane crash part yeah, was kind of mostly in... And then they're, like, talking like they're sitting in
0: their living room. Oh, it was hilarious. Helen Holmes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. That's more memorable than the movie, to be honest. But
0: it's a good movie, Castaway. I recommend it.
1: I think it was of its time. It but was it's not what we're anyway. reviewing now.
0: Alright, so Emily Blunt, come on, Back to her.
1: <laughs> I like her. I think in this because it's uh, she doesn't ever overdo it. And I think it would have been very easy for a performer to think, well I have to compensate in some way with my actions or my facial expressions. But she, to me, she never did that. So, I, and I thought the baby part. Oh man, that was because she's had a child at this point, two. maybe two. I've never had a child, but the way it's been described and the way she portrays it, it looked really painful. So,
0: yeah, I liked her, and um, I liked some of the. I was going to say some of the quiet moments in this movie.
1: But um, ah, it's quiet.
0: How she communicates with her husband, like even where she didn't speak to him where she comes and puts her earbud in his ear and they listen to some music and she's not is she signing or is she just nah she's just She's just like coding with him like yeah <laughs> like you know like i need i want to dance or whatever you know so i think it, she's really pretty good i emily blunt what she was the girl on the train right didn't
1: yep you didn't like yeah, that Yeah,
0: didn't not like that movie I don't we haven't it, seen I, Mary Poppins. I don't think it was anything to do with her. Mary Poppins is not out yet. So I think it's out at Christmas. Oh, well, there you go. Um, but I'm trying to think of a great role Emily Blunt has been in that I loved. But I'm... <gasps> into the Woods? She was into the yeah, woods. Yeah, I liked
1: right? Into the Woods.
0: Yeah, I did too. And you hate musicals. I generally. do.
1: But it was really... It was just kind of a... Because it was so different from scene to scene and thing to thing, and because, of course, I do like fairy tales, so I kind of enjoyed it. There was
0: a hook. We're going to do fairy tales, but with a twist. So that's the movie I'm thinking of that I liked her in a lot. I mean, obviously, she can sing too. John Krasinski plays Lee Abbott, the husband here. You'll know him best as Jim from the Office. I don't think he'll ever escape that. Nah. What do you think of Jim from the Office? He's still
1: Jim from the Office. (laughs) I mean that's his name. <laughs> Funny to get the, a part that is your name, isn't it?
0: Let me uh, mention that he also directed this film. So
1: he wrote it and directed and starred in it. Yeah, he wrote the script rather. Um, I thought he was good. I mean, he was fine. He was real. I felt. I felt his the weight of what he thought was. I'm the man. I'm the husband. I'm the father, and it becomes a primal thing that in order for m- me and my family to continue. I have to protect them, and I have to do everything, because he's doing everything. He's done the sand trail, he's inventing a new um, hearing aid for his deaf daughter, I mean, he's engineer, we don't, it looks like he's been a farmer, but what else? I don't know, he's a clever guy, but I felt in the way he behaved with the kids and stuff that he took the responsibility first, because I even thought in that first scene, why is that little kid just walking by themselves? right they're so focused on just getting moving forward that that kind of stuff you know didn't and then the other kids sending him off to do a thing by himself when they're actually attacking i was like uh, his uh, his parenting might not be the greatest but his objective is good
0: yeah i did feel his bond with the children for sure oh definitely um and that was what he was trying to get at, i think that you should always look after your children and don't let them wander off that's the moral of the
1: <laughs> yeah, walk behind them <laughs> if there's a creature that could eat them in the vicinity.
0: Uh Millicent Simmons plays Reagan Abbott. She's the daughter, teenage daughter. Um the and she's a- actually is deaf in real life. She um has been deaf since birth, so you know. Um so don't get
1: mad, Hollywood, because a deaf young lady played a deaf young lady. And I'm not mocking anybody for thinking that everyone needs a chance to do different jobs. I'm all about that. But this is Hollywood. This is another reference I'm making culturally happening right now. That people get irritated because someone pretending to be something isn't that thing. And I said, what are we going to have next? Like, And that co- that covers everything. I'm not just talking about one thing. I'm like... What's that mean? Like, in the future, if we want a murderer to be the antagonist, we're going to have to go to prisons and be like, okay, everybody, we're making a blockbuster movie, and we need the worst murderer you have, because we can't hire a guy to be pretending to be a murderer, because all the murderers will be offended. True. I mean, that's bullshit. So, there's my soapbox.
0: What do you think of Millicent, then?
1: (laughs) She was good. (laughs)
0: Get off the box. Get off the box and back on the...
1: (laughs) She was very good, and she did a good job... And that's the point, is that if you were to hire a young deaf lady because she's deaf and then she didn't do a good job of this being this fictional character, that would be a problem. In this case, she did a good job.
0: Um, they were going to, I was reading the trivia for this movie, um, they subtitle all her sign language parts. They were going to not have any subtitles for the sign language because they don't think, the, the filmmakers thought at first that you would just figure it out what she's saying. But then eventually From they context. figured out... They figured out with test audiences that we're too dumb to figure that out, so we have to have subtitles.
1: Well, the whole family talks in sign language, so no, you wouldn't have known anything they were saying. Right. They weren't talking, <laughs> so I needed subtitles, unless they said, before you go see this movie, spend a couple of months learning sign language, which actually I think is not a bad idea.
0: But I've got a little trick for you for, for the special director's edition of this movie. Just turn the subtitles off and experience it that way, and then you will uh, see if you can understand anything going on. Probably you you will. Yeah, I think you would in a vague way, right? You'd be like, oh, you know. So um, Noah Jupe plays Marcus. He was
1: really good. He was the boy.
0: Yeah, he's a little British guy.
1: I felt like having seen his little brother taken away and then just living this last year, he's probably only about eight or nine I'm terrified. So his life has at least a year and a half to two years of this. So he's... his his whole personality's formed on being afraid yeah. of any noise. So anytime somebody does try to breach the, he just, he just gets terrified, but not in that sort of like manic child actor way. No, he does a really good job.
0: See, because he's terrified. He, like his dad wants to take him out one, you know, just to yeah. go out to, yeah. to get some fish. And he's like, I, you know, I'm a kid who's terrified. I don't want to go on that journey because my brother died last time <laughs> or, you know, one time. So, but he has to be terrified but be quiet at the same time. So, it, the, you know, it's pretty cool. And he manages it. And Cade Woodward plays Bo Abbott. Unfortunately, Bo Abbott doesn't last very long. <laughs> R.I.P. Bo Abbott. But, um, Did a good job, though. He did. In what he had to do. Did, yeah. did he actually speak?
1: The The little kid running barefoot through an abandoned store was kind of creepy on its own.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah.
1: The g- little kid could have been the bad guy, for all we know. Because yeah. that was like, ugh, Because it opens creepy. on
0: that and you hear these yeah. little pitter-patter feet. You're like, oh, what's and going on? And he's just like, yeah, <sighs> <sighs> <sighs>
1: <sighs> 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 just breathing and like little, and then you see him in his silhouette running through this dark store. I was like, ugh,
0: crap. I love the sound in this movie. The fact that it, you know, is a quiet movie. It's supposed to be gotta be quiet it made me appreciate what things that humans do that are noisy that you don't even think about like even breathing is kind of noisy yeah and uh, taking a
1: drink if i pick up my cup and take a drink and sit it down or if i scratch my head
0: when she's washing clothes and uh, then behind her was like the um Washing machine, and I was thinking, oh yeah, a washing machine is so noisy. Oh
1: yeah, and I thought... I mean, it shows very clearly <laughs> that they're all very dirty all the time. they right. fingernails, and I thought, that makes perfect sense, because as soon as you get in any water, the sound of water is like... As soon as
0: you turn water even if I, on. Yeah, even if I yeah. turn
1: our s- kitchen sink on to do dishes, There's I have a, to turn up the volume of the TV, because it's so noisy. So I was like, eh, no wonder they're filthy dirty.
0: Yeah, so I love the sound of this movie. It is makes... It terrifies you in parts, and in other parts you realise, wow, you even hear hearts beating sometimes because it's so quiet. Really good. Good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. Directed by John Krasinski. He directed a movie called The Hollers, which I didn't actually see. Maybe I should now, because he is actually a good director. And uh, he also directed several episodes of The Office. Um, don't know which ones, but I did enjoy him in The Office. The Office, I really liked. I love The English Office. I could rewatch it right now. I really love it. The American Office, I think it just went on a bit too long. What do you think? Absolutely, I stopped watching it early on. Yeah, I think it just kind of like...
1: There aren't many series that I've stuck with really to the end.
0: No. Really?
1: <laughs> Not really. I abandoned Friends, I abandoned... I watched Cheers pretty much all the way through, at least, you know... I was always tuned in to think about it. Oh crap, I missed cheers or whatever, you know, that Thursday night thing. Um Frasier I didn't watch all the way through. MASH I watched all the way through even as a kid. WKRP I didn't at the time, but it and reruns of course, but if you think about it now, I mean Walking Dead just because son kind of a habit now, I would probably drop it if it wasn't for you. And
0: there's a lot of people who um say that the second season of Twin Peaks is hard to get through. But I must be some kind of weirdo because I <laughs> I love how weird and stupid it is. Like, and I
1: did like, yeah, I liked it all.
0: And you know, like when it, when people go, oh, you remember that part where James goes and lives with that like posh woman for a while, and it's kind of weird. Like it just like what the hell? I'm yeah. like, no, it's just the right amount of weird for me that it's like I still like it. Like, because <laughs> it just seems it doesn't even make it doesn't even matter when you watch that show. You like as
1: soon so? as you accept that when you, when the <laughs> Twin Peaks song comes on you're in another place yeah, in your it, mind
0: and even the most mundane thing in that show it might not mean anything and it might not lead to anything but it's just fascinating and some people that's a show that people ditched on because it got two <laughs> Twin Peaks is an anomaly though isn't it that show on mainstream TV in the early 1990s it was unlike anything else there was nothing like that yeah show. That's kind of why I liked it. I, I didn't
1: watch it at the time, really. I watched a little bit of the beginning, I think. But then when we watched it again, I didn't remember any of it. So. Yeah,
0: well, it was like when the uh, return, uh, the new Twin Peaks came around. I was so excited for months before. And I kept saying to you, oh, there's a new Twin Peaks coming. I can't wait. And you and I said, have you seen Twin Peaks? And you're like, yeah, of course I have. But then when it came down to it and we watched the new one and then went back and watched the old one, I don't think you really remembered it, did you? No. Like, it was like, whoa, this is like a new show. Like, I've never seen this.
1: Yeah, and I liked it. I just accept it in the beginning, just go with it. So I'm more of a marathoner. I have watched all of all Star Trek things except this latest one, and that's because I want to start from the very beginning again and do the whole thing. So if I have something that feels I need to be completest, it's very, very few things.
0: So so we just went from John Krasinski to The Office to Twin Peaks and back to Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's a dream it's of consciousness.
0: So there are three extras on this uh, 4K Blu-ray. Um, and, you know, one's about the making of the film. One's about the audio. And one is about the uh, special effects. What did you think of them? They're probably about 10 minutes each. They were good. It like, did
1: add to, you know, kind of the vibe. And, you know, it's sort of like when we watched the one that was directed by the guy from Friends... Yeah. About the girl, yeah. the online guy, that...
0: Joey from Friends. No, not Joey. Oh, no, the other guy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I don't even know. See? I don't know their I names. can see his face
1: <laughs> in my It's mind. not uh, the whole Ten Yards guy, either. It's the other
0: one. Yeah, that <laughs> other guy.
1: But that he takes it... It's almost like they have something to prove, so they take it so seriously that they're excellent at it, like, dealing with the people and... He said he's a force to be reckoned with, like he just moves everything forward and he has a strict vision of what he wants. And he also seems like he works, from what you're watching in the little extras, working well with people and inspiring people to want to do well. I feel like sometimes people who come from TV, like as an actor, going into being directors, and there's been a lot, I'm sure, if we think about it. It's like they have to get over that hump of people going, oh, that's the guy from Friends. Oh, oh, that's the guy from The Office. You know what I mean? So they make an extra effort. I felt that from those extras, which was good. It doesn't make the movie better, because the movie's good on its own, but sometimes it makes you go, yeah, I can see his effort paid off, you know.
0: Yeah. I like the extras. They were pretty well presented, and it didn't feel like just those studio press kit kind of type ones.
1: No, no, not at all.
0: So, um, in conclusion, I highly recommend this movie. I was super impressed. Didn't expect to be as impressed as I was. Um, It's not strictly like horror and gore and all that stuff. And it is a PG-13. So, you know, I think young family can see it, right? I don't think it's too graphic or gruesome for anybody. Well, I
1: mean, you know, a little four-year-old child gets swooped away by a beast or a creature. True.
0: Creepy. But it's not in the. It's not in a. It's not a woman having
1: a water breaking and some blood when the baby's coming out. You know.
0: But um, you know, it made me jump a few times, and that wasn't why it was good, because I actually enjoyed. We didn't mention the creature fully, but I love the design of that creature. Yeah, it was really good. And they show you the creature, and they're not afraid of showing you the creature. It's not like, oh, is that what? What does that look like? It's in the shadows. No, they stick it out in the light, even. Even when it is dark, you can still see it properly. I really admire that. ILM did the creature, and it didn't look like a cheesy man in a suit because it wasn't. It was a proper CG creation, but I mean, it actually looked like it was... Well,
1: there at the end, it had to be a person.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it never looked out of place. It never like, oh, that isn't there. It looks kind of CG. It was really cool looking. Yeah, it was really good. So, um, yeah, I recommend it highly. And you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be for everybody, but if you just want some, like, (gasps) kind of, oh, shit, oh, my God, and then at the end you're like, oh, I'm exhausted from the tension, then yeah.
0: And I say, uh, listen to it very loud. No. (laughs) Or put headphones on and experience it.
1: Sure, headphones would be cool.
0: Those sound engineers said, didn't they, like, you know, try and be as quiet as possible when you're watching it, but have it, you know, so you can hear it well. Because those sound engineers, uh, you know what? I love sound, and I love um, sometimes, very rarely does a movie ever do an extra where the sound engineers get to speak. And in this movie, they got three of them to speak in in the extras. So that's how important sound was to the movie. All right, so thank you to Paramount for letting us review this movie. Next week's movie review will be Ready Player One.
1: Oh, dear. From
0: Mr. Steven Spielberg. Oh, dear. We'll be having a look at that next week. Movie recommendations. All right, these are my movie recommendations based on this movie. Um, number one, and there is a commercial for it at the beginning of the movie. Actually, uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. It gives me the same feeling as this movie. Trapped. Um, on, you know, you know the last ten minutes of Ten Cloverfield Lane. It feels like the last ten minutes of this movie. Mm. Do you not agree? when once um once it gets into the field
1: kind of
0: yeah but you know alien mhm uh the it give me the same kind of feeling and the other movie that gives me the same kind of feeling is super 8 which is definitely a movie that is kind of going for close encounters or et kind of feel because it was yeah um but yes yeah, super 8 which is uh, by jj abrams I like both of those movies, and I would recommend them.
1: And my recommendations are a couple of movies that have been hitting the Netflix lately, you know? Kind of just hanging out in there. Sometimes it takes me longer to decide what to watch than what to watch, which is a bummer, but last night, well first last week I watched The Descent, and I was watching it, and then I said to you I'm watching it, and I was about to say, ugh, it's just crappy, and you're like, it's awesome! And I'm like this is not awesome. It's really dumb. And the dialogue is really dumb. And you're like, no, it's a classic <laughs> women rock climbing down into a pit. I mean, yep. I just, I it was it. fine ultimately. And then I watched the descent too, which was no, not you, great. no,
0: no, 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 no. So don't, don't gloss over this. You said, you were like, no, no, it's dumb. And I'm like, no, it's Neil Marshall. And it's uh, the descent. Uh, when doomsday came out and I loved doomsday so much, I tried to find other movies that Neil Marshall did. I watched the descent. And then you came back to me and you carried on watching The Descent after you'd said, oh, this seems good. It really... got better. You said, it got better in the end.
1: It got better. <laughs> that didn't make it good. No, I'm sorry, you misunderstood what I was saying.
0: <laughs> Do you like Doomsday better?
1: I think at the time when I watched it, yes. And right. I don't know, Descent just had really crappy dialogue and, like, these archetype I mean, women yes. that were just crappy and so... But ultimately, I ended up watching The Descent too because I was just too curious not to. So I would recommend checking them out if you like horror and sort of like weird. They're down in a cave, and so you encounter something. I don't know.
0: It's a classic.
1: The other one, yeah. It's a classic. The other one is called Arctic Heart. And I just last night was like, oh. And I told you, sometimes I don't know why I pick a movie. I'm just like, okay. Okay. That's it. I'm committing. And this was French, so I had subtitles, which I don't mind at all. And it was, uh, I don't want to give much away, but it's like a sweet little love story. There's um, DNA, humans and penguins involved. So I'll just leave it at that. I asked her at the beginning of this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's sweet. So just uh, give it a try. Arctic Heart.
0: All right. So... um... Hey, Scully Stuff, I've been playing uh, Tempest 4000 this week, the latest game from Jeff Minter and Lamasoft. If you're a fan of Tempest, which was an 80s arcade game, early 80s, I think, Alexa, when was the arcade game Tempest released? I need clarification. Uh, oh. Oh, she told me She's, to go, up, go and She swing. told you
1: to screw off.
0: Uh, Sid taught me to be able to help me.
1: <laughs> what am I looking for?
0: When the uh, arcade game Tempest was released. Tempest. And now, Just the regular one? Yeah, the regular one. Now, the thing about Tempest is people who don't know video games, they know... 1981. Spa- right, 1981. I knew it was early 80s. So people who don't know video games, they know uh, Space Invaders and they know Pac-Man. Right? Those are the, those are the blockbuster video games True. that everybody knows. I don't think everybody knows Tempest, do they? Do you? No. Did you before you knew me? No. No, no but even so, it is a like one of the classic video games. It, it stands up alongside, you know, Centipede and Space Invaders and Pac-Man and Dig Dug, all those games that came first. And Tempest, it was notable for being the first with vector graphics, which is not sprite graphics like where it's pixels drawn on the screen it's lines that are geomet- mathematically formed there's nothing there's no art to the video game it's you know formed so what it is you're looking you're looking down a tube they call it a tube and you've got a ship that goes along the top around at the top of the tube and aliens in that case are you know space invader type things come up the tube, and you spin around the top of the tube and shoot down to make sure they're all dead and they don't reach you at the top of the tube. That's the best way of explaining it, I think. Didn't you say you had a hard time explaining it?
1: Yeah, week? yeah.
0: Is that a good explanation? I think so. Um, and, you know, you just got to... If you played it in the arcade back in the day, it didn't have a joystick. It had a spinner, as they call it. It's a dial that you spin around like a volume dial on a, um, you know, hi-fi, but it spins, you know, continuously. And you spun it around to move your thing. Now, that's a really cool way of playing it. I'd love to have a spinner on the PC, but I don't believe there is one. I'm I'm not sure. So you have to use a joypad. But um, Tempest is one of my favourite games, always has been. When the Atari Jaguar came out in the late 80s, a guy called Jeff Minter and Llamasoft made a remake of Tempest called Tempest 2000, which I still think is the best version of Tempest, Tempest 2000, mm-hmm. from the Atari Jaguar. But we've moved on a long way from the Atari Jaguar, and Tempest 4000 came out this week. It's on Xbox, PS4, and PC, and it's a new version of Tempest. It, is, it uses the same music from Tempest 2000, and... It's an improved version. I mean, it being called Tempest 4000 means it's 4K, so it's like, you know, the latest technology. But it's really that old game, but kind of, how would you describe the kind of why is it different than the old game? Because well it's just
1: more flashy. Yeah, flashier, it's more it's a little bit more immersive, even though it's not actual images. Yeah. Just sort of sucks you into this sort of hypnotic, um,
0: you Ooh. know, like
1: you think of Space Odyssey.
0: Like a light show, almost. Yes.
1: Not Odyssey. Well, was 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. Where it's like this trippy, trippy. That's it's definitely trippy.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mentor is
1: known for this trippiness. So yeah, that's what it is.
0: Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a thing to look at. I don't know about spectating. It's very intense when you're playing. But like you said... You were watching me play, and you said, "Oh, it looks so mellow." And I'm like, "It's far from mellow. Yeah. I feel like I'm, my head is well, going it's to explode." Like this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but while you're playing it, it's like your head is going to explode all the time. It's but like- then in the
1: background, <laughs> I might say, "Your head's going to explode. Your head is going to explode. Your so- head," and it kind of lulls you into this weird hypnosis.
0: Now, I bought the PC version. Um, there are some issues with the P-Vis- PC version that are about—they're going to be um, fixed probably by the time you hear this. But the problem is, if you've got a monitor that supports higher than 60 hertz refresh rate, the game runs too fast. So you have to lower your refresh rate on your monitor to 60 hertz, and then it will run at the right speed. That's like something that shouldn't happen in modern video games, but they obviously missed it. And another thing is, if you've got an ultra wide monitor, which is like not everybody. But um, it makes the high score table unreadable because the table kind of wraps around and all the text goes over the top of each other. They're, they're small things, but it's kind of annoying to me. I can't see my score unless I change my resolution. But uh, they'll be fixed. But the um, some people were saying on Jeff Minter's forums that they love... They've got 144 hertz monitors... And they love playing the game in 144Hz mode. Even though it's a bug that it's running at twice the speed, it's more of a trip for them to play it at twice the speed. It's like like hard mode or something. Tripping? So, so maybe you will add that as a, like a feature. But at the moment, it's actually a bug. So if the game feels too fast when you're playing it, that is why it feels too fast. This problem won't occur on the consoles... But um, I love this game. I love the music. I can. I want to sit and play it now. Actually, it's like that kind of, like one more go kind of game. I just want to get a better score. So that's Tempest Four Thousand. It's available now. Weirdly, it's twenty nine ninety nine on consoles and nineteen ninety nine on PC. I don't know why it's why you have to pay ten dollars more to buy it on a console. Doesn't make any sense. It's the same thing, right? It'd be like saying. The movie A Quiet Place is available for rental on the PS4 for $4.99, but on the Xbox it's $9.99. You'd be like, why? (laughs) So I don't know why the prices are different like that, but they are. So if you want to buy the cheapest version, get it on the PC. I've also been playing more of Far Cry 5, which is the uh, Ubisoft first-person shooter where... A religious cult has rolled into Montana and you as a sheriff are trying to clear them all out. I have cleared out two of the religious cultist leaders and there's one left. Uh, no, two left, sorry. Um, I really like it. I like the open world gameplay. I like hunting animals and stuff in it and fishing. There's some really cool moments you can have doing all that stuff. What I don't like is these bosses. <clears throat> the bosses involve... Like, shooting at a guy, and then escaping from his lair. And each one has been the same so far. There's 2 I've done two of them. And they've got this, like, when you open a door in this game, which you don't do very often because you're mostly outside, but in these boss sequences, you have to open these doors. When you start to open the door, when you press X to open a door... It goes into an animation, because these doors... You're in a vault, generally, and these doors have got those circular things that you have to twist to open a door, and then you pull the door. It's like a big safe door. It goes into this animation, and it takes about, I'd say, eight to ten seconds for a door to open. And while you're opening it, you're not in control of the character. But people can shoot you at the same time, and there's nothing you can do about it. So I find there's a lot of moments where I'm stood opening a door and people are shooting me in the back and then I die and there is absolutely nothing you can do about it so whoever thought of that design um, they need to be uh, sent to the quiet place <laughs> with a with a loud radio um, so yeah, that's Fire Cry 5 I'm trying to work my way through it and get to the end because I've heard the what happens in this game is kind of crazy so we'll see so Sito, what is for dinner?
1: We're going to have Freddy's veggie burgers and fries.
0: They're very nice. I like the f- fry sauce that they do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's good.
0: I, I think it, I think the thing I can taste is ketchup, probably mayonnaise, and probably dill pickle juice. That's what you think it is.
1: I'm sure somebody will let you know if that's not correct.
0: That's Freddy's fry sauce. Freddy's
1: sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and my advice, did you ask me what my advice is? I didn't. Well, here, it's not advice. It's just a statement. Freedom in the world wasn't invented by us humans, right? It just is. Freedom is what it is. You're 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 alive. Creatures are alive. Everything is free. It just is. Freedom is to walk wherever, do whatever. That exists. What we did was we invented ways of taking that away from people or animals. Right. And then we had to invent ways of giving it back. But only when we decide they're worthy. End of soapbox.
0: Very deep and yeah. very profound.
1: <laughs> and brief.
0: All right, so if you want to visit our websites, we've got ascoly.com and sidtalk.com. I think Sid Talk is working on a redesign of her site.
1: Well, I mean, you know, using themes.
0: It might take a while. Yeah. But she will eventually have like a portfolio type scenario where you can see her photography.
1: Yep. If it's good enough. If I deem it worthy.
0: Um, You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, You can't catch me on Facebook because I've completely given up on Facebook. (laughs) Your group is still there. My account is like corrupted or something. There's something wrong with my account. Um, I don't see anybody's posts. I don't... So you can't even post to After the Show Movie Podcast? I post to that every week. That works. That's the only thing that works. But me personally, I can't use Facebook.
1: Right, but they can still find you on there.
0: Yeah, they can find... And
1: it shows as you posting it.
0: It does. So. So, yeah, you can find this show, After the Show Movie Podcast, on Facebook. You can find uh, this podcast on Google Play Store, iTunes Music Store. You can find it on TuneIn, and you can access that through any Amazon device. Just say the trigger word, listen to After the Show Movie Podcast on TuneIn. It will play a latest episode for you. We also have a. We also upload the podcast to YouTube, and we have an RSS feed. Just go to aescully Click on the word podcast, and you can. There's many subscribe things there. Email feedback to me at aescully dot com dot. Email Sid talk. She doesn't want to know you. <laughs> That's and not 100
1: percent accurate, but I'm not going to say it's 100 percent inaccurate.
0: And stay classy. Oh, Emily Blunt.
1: (laughs) I'm going to say think for yourself or someone will do it for you.